Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Quincy's Tavern podcast. My name is Quincy, and I'm here with my wonderful friend Mackenzie. Welcome in. Today, um, we're just going to chat. We're going to talk about the Renaissance Fair and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of about stuff that's been going on lately. Yeah, and what and, we got uh, going up, obviously. Yeah. And just we'd like to invite you into another cozy, cozy conversation. Cozy. So um, once again, as you can see, you cannot. Uh, <laughs> I, I, when I was editing the last week's episode, I was like, oh, the Rotten Link one. Like, uh, yeah. There you go. I was like, and then it got me thinking, I'm like, what if one day, you know, we get to meet oh, Rotten Link? Don't That'd even. Fun. Don't That'd even. Fun. That is like one of my bucket list <laughs> items. I Literally, I've been watching Good Mythical Morning for maybe five six years i mean oh, i literally easy. used to watch it every sure. single day with breakfast before mm-hmm. i would go to work and i mean i i eat uh i eat dinner now every yeah. every day every week it's a good mythical morning mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. we were watching um them eat like old candy here one day yes uh-huh. so it was random but uh yeah so we um we're here on Mackenzie's couch once again we have our system set up and this is just easy for us right now to record these podcasts still have still hang out with you guys and still be able to put out the uh these episodes um you know on a semi-consistent basis uh because getting um getting over to the tavern and all dressed up as we ought normally to hey, do. you can blame it uh, on me i'm chronically ill man <laughs> well also i mean it, it's a big investment it's a big time sink yeah. uh, for what we do we get everything there and then um honestly last week's episode sounded so much better than our previous ones because so my strange. apartment is so echoey oh. and it's so like it like our sound and our voices bounce off of obviously the hardwood and everything versus here now we're on the couch we have pillows we have blankets yeah and the sound is a lot muffled and all it's it's Warmer. It's nicer. Yeah, it's so much cozier. Interesting. So, um, so I apologize. I know some of you like to see us. I like to see us on camera. I think that it looks kind of fun to have a video podcast. But we can try um, maybe do like one or two of those a month. I think we would have to plan for like a very specific episode. Sure. Like we could do one. I know you wanted to make some um, TikTok content with me dressed as Minty. So I think if I were to do that, we would just make it like a full on. Mm content day you know filming tiktoks mm-hmm. taking pictures and then we could probably do a podcast dressed up right. you know and, and do and it centered around the book and, and that would be that really fun and uh that just we have to schedule that around what your body is telling you yeah. because that's something that is a variable that we unfortunately just don't have control over yeah um but uh but today what we wanted to talk about we wanted to give you a little bit of updates on you know Mackenzie is very transparent with her health journey and everything mm-hmm. and uh we wanted to give you just a brief update on that um and then we're going to talk about the renaissance fair and what that was like and uh kind of a trail that i thought we could go on after that is just what what would events look like um if they were a little bit more ada compliant Mm -hmm. uh, and things like that so that's just kind of something that i wanted to talk about and wanted to kind of uh hop in uh on to um, there's not really an update on the cookbook as of right now for this week. Uh, except ready for formatting. We're getting so close to formatting. Um, we want to have a discussion with this one company that we're looking at and have a, you know, an actual face to face or, you know, zoom to zoom mm-hmm. kind of conversation with them of what we're looking for, because this book is going to be very different. It's not just a cookbook. It's not just a storybook. Uh, we want space to be, uh, for annotations. We mm-hmm. want, uh, we want the freedom to kind of like have the book, t- uh, manuscript, sent back and forth right. with adjustments and um we don't know how long that's gonna it's take almost like an art piece too yeah it, it kind of is so like uh, a book that 
some people might be familiar with is uh, is the um what is it? It's the Gravity Falls Journal Three mm-hmm. book is very much what all I'm inspired of their journals by. I think too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's they Five did Nights a couple, especially like one. the log book. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, what's another one? Um, it's, it's called it's it's a book series you really liked, Illumination. Oh, uh, Illumin- um, the Illuminae files. Illuminae files. Um, yeah, by Jay Kristoff of. Whoa! Did you hear that stutter? The double <laughs> F, Jay Kristoff and Amy Kaufman. Mm-hmm. It's like a oh, I wrote it down. I was trying to think this last time. I was telling you about um, the it's it's a certain kind of book that like it describes how that yeah, is written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me hold on. Keep keep talking. So the Illumini books, the Illumini series. I haven't read all of them, and I'm kind of I think halfway through the first one. But it is essentially like a sci-fi story where you as the reader find out the story through a series of interviews, of emails, and kind of like logs mm-hmm. of this sci-fi fantasy spaceship. Yeah. And this is how you get to know your main characters and you get to know, you know, their stories and struggles because they, they're in the form of interviews. So like the main character will be like, uh, as the interviewer, you'll ask them, it'll be asking the main character of like, what did you think when this happened? Yeah, where they're were like you? annotated ones. Yeah, yeah, where were you on the night of such and such? What mm-hmm. were you doing? And just describe who you are. And then it'll go through like emails to like the high captain or whatever. The of, AI. That's yeah, my favorite part. Of like what things are happening and what people are doing. Mm-hmm. And you just, it's really very interesting world building. I would love for us to one day get to a point where we can kind of do something like that. But that was also an inspiration for how we wanted to do our book here. It's called a compendium. A compendium. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's a, it's, I, there's even movies that have come out recently where it's like filmed through a computer webcam, like this girl trying to uh-huh. solve her mom's murder. Oh and yeah. All that kind of stuff. I think I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. So like, it, cause it's very narrow. It's like mm-hmm. when they used to film uh, horror movies through that home video yes. where it was super shaky and that was on purpose. Never watched it, but Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. I, where I've heard purposefully that like yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah, we just, with, with the cookbook, we had just this lofty idea of mm-hmm. a very specific vision of what we wanted it to be. Um, so we are in discussions with the formatter um, to be able to get it creatively what we want it to be. Yeah. But you know, we did say that the publishing date would be like April 21st. Mm-hmm. That was the original one we said a couple months ago. Um, we're still kind of on track for that to possibly be the time where the Kickstarter would start. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't technically be a, you know, quote, publishing date, but it's still a date where you can pre-order and, you know, we can get it out there and it's and it becomes available and it's almost done. That's the rough thing about self-publishing. Yeah. Um, and first timers, you know, mm-hmm. we are very much learning and it's not like we're doing a book like you know, a daughter of the trolls, which is super easy to format. It's not like a big deal. We could literally do it within minutes. Mm -hmm. So I think like after we nail this first book and it's published, like we'll have, um, our go-to artists will find, you know, like go-to editors and we'll already know what formatter we want to work with. We already know what printer we want to work with. So like book two and book three, I think we'll be able to actually put like a firm date on it because we will have gone through this before and we've nailed the process. And, you know, learn from our mistakes mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's been a really big learning process. So I do appreciate, you know, those of you who are waiting for the cookbook and waiting for it to come out, your patience is so appreciative. That's why I don't like talking about it or didn't yeah. like talking about it a lot because um, I didn't want to like either overhype it or, you know, string people along right. and it kind of goes through this weird long process. You know how video games do it where they have that teaser trailer yeah. and then like two years later you hear nothing yeah. until like the final reveal. And it's just, I don't Didn't know. Like Poppy's Playtime do that for yeah, a while. I think like it was that. the first one. It was weird. Um, 
And then yeah. they screwed up with NFTs. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly right. Actually, you were right. That's yeah. They 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 kind of shot themselves in the foot there mm-hmm. a little bit. Now they're trying to do another game, and it's not as, in my opinion, not as great. But yeah. um, anyway, uh, there's that. Fair? Renaissance Fair? Yeah, we can talk about the Renaissance Fair. So Mackenzie and I, as uh, many of you have may have seen either on Instagram or on our Facebook page, uh, we posted a picture of us all gussied up in our Renaissance <laughs> garb and Grim had his little wings on. Yes. Oh my gosh. People lost their minds. Oh my word. People would be like, oh my gosh, he has wings. Yep. Got a couple of toothless, mm-hmm. which that's what I, that was the very first thing I said in the car when I put those wings you on. You did. And I was like, toothless. no one's going to see the same as toothless. Uh-huh. Two people did. I, they did. I was surprised. I ate my words i was like okay impressive yeah um but we went to the arizona renaissance fair uh gold canyon gold canyon on sunday Mm -hmm. uh it was on sunday and we went kind of later in the afternoon we we wanted to go after lunch Mm -hmm. hoping that it was not as busy (laughs) we were wrong yeah um i will say the weather was gorgeous so i was very Very happy with that like you know for arizona weather super lovely i I think Arizona has a down for when they want to do their Renaissance festivals because there is one in Atlanta that does theirs in the middle of like June. (laughs) Not a good time. No, no, no. Don't recommend that. No. Unless you want to like, you know. Die of heat stroke. You know, battle that. Right, for sure. Um, But it was a lovely place. Um, But that's from me. I'm I I can walk. I am able-bodied like that. And so my experience was very different. You met a lot of people. I did. It was really That was really cool. It was very, it was very surprising to me uh <laughs> it is no it is like i going out as quincy but i will say that that is my niche like that yes. is the quincy's tavern niche if you like fantasy you like D, mm-hmm. you're probably gonna like renaissance fairs yeah um so but it was really nice to meet people who recognized you know what we do and what we've done and just the videos that are put out so that is really re- that was very very nice um you and your parents had like a count going on uh i bet uh, 30 <laughs> people would recognize you and i think we got to 29 so i almost won but um it was uh it was a very good time i haven't been to a renaissance fair in a long time uh but going the place there is gravel Mm -hmm. it's kind of like it's not paved at all it's really sandy and dusty yeah and it's got lots of just it's it's semi-off-road it's It's very uneven so for you there's no pavement right no it's not so you Mackenzie, had a I would say less less than stellar time. Yeah, through that, um, just being with your wheelchair, and you kind of explained me to me briefly of just like you don't feel like it, you you felt more trapped yeah. than ever because first of all you couldn't really wheel yourself. Mm-hmm. You also couldn't have Grim pull you because it's too rough. Right, and um, he could a little bit, but you know that's it's a very big park. Yeah, it's a very big place, so that would just only last for so long. Yeah, so, so my wheel would go off into a pit where the sand is no longer packed, and right. you know, trying to. I mean, people are walking by you to the point that you're brushing shoulders with them. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it it was good. I want to say for. I mean, maybe at least the first 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, I mean, like at this point in my life, especially after I got Grim and he's uh, he turned two in November. So he's mm-hmm. been pulling me for like a year and a half, maybe. Mm-hmm. I haven't had anyone have to push me. The only reason why someone would have to touch my chair is, you know, to get me up over a curb. Because right. sometimes when you go to stores, they don't have like if it's a, um, a fire lane, you know, it, right. where it's painted red. They don't have a uh, ramp there in the pavement. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, I have to be popped up over a curb. 
those are the only times people have touched my chair mm-hmm. in a year and a half. And that was a struggle that I had when I first got sick because this April, it'll be five years right. of suddenly no longer being in control of your own body because right. this wheelchair is an extension of me. It is my legs. Like if someone were to move me without permission, if I were standing, you would have just shoved me. Right. So to now be in a very crowded place, my mom is pushing me and, you know, she can't hear me mm-hmm. talking to the back of my head. And also because there's so many people everywhere, you know, I'm being stopped kind of like in the middle of traffic while someone would say hi to you. And I want to be off to the side, you know, because I don't want to be in anyone's right, way. Right. I'm also, you know, very overwhelmed. And a, there was a lot more people than I expected. Yeah. And it's really hard because like, <sighs> For whatever reason, no one has any spatial awareness, right. you know, in situations like this to the point like the height that I'm at in a wheelchair, I'm more like the kind of elbows and yeah. the lower part of mm-hmm. people's arms are literally in my face because mm-hmm. and almost touching me. So I literally curved like my shoulders inward and kind of to the side to not be brushing up against these people who aren't, you know, really paying attention. And, right. um, you know, just... I, that was, I think the hardest thing is just not being in control of my own body. And I get really frustrated. And like when I get, I wasn't angry, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't angry with my mom. It was more of just frustrated right. with my own situation, you right. know? So like I would kind of yank my wheels off to the side cause she can't hear me, you know, and I'm like borderline ready to have a panic attack. And it's just, that was really hard for me. And yeah. then putting on top of the amount of people and people are accident, like I said, like brushing up against me and they're everywhere. And not only do I have, you know, social anxiety, I've been diagnosed with a social phobia disorder. You know, I've had panic attacks, anxiety attacks my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm also autistic. Yeah. So the sensory input of all of this noise, the the people, the the, all the dirt everywhere, you know, trying to hold on to grim. And it was just, I, my voice is even getting shaky now talking about it. I just, at some point I kind of shut down mm-hmm. and I just stopped talking yeah. and, you know, the sun was kind of in my eyes. So I just held my hand above my eyes the whole time. I looked down. I couldn't even, I was so. You were just there. Oh, I, yeah, I yeah. couldn't. So like, I just stopped looking up. I just looked at my lap, you know, and this was, I think when we were more heading out of yeah. the, the fair, which mm-hmm. is a huge walk. I mean, the park is yeah. massive. Right. Um, you know, so people were, you're still getting stopped, you know, and me and my parents, we'd wait off to the side and, you know, while people get pictures and, you know, kind of talk to you a little bit. So yeah, it was, it was hard at first I was in it, you know, looking around at the shops and some of them were really cool to have, you know, ramps going up into Mm -hmm. them. Some of them, they might've had ramps, but then they also have platforms inside the shops and like, I can't really get around. So it's just like, I can't go in. And, Mm -hmm. um, like sometimes it's hard for me to look up, um, for extended periods of time, like my neck going back, I start to get really dizzy and really nauseous too. So there's times where I, again, I kind of have to just look down because I'm starting to get sick, but It was not very wheelchair or autism friendly in any way, shape or form. Um, But that's not to say, you know, that I didn't enjoy my time, you know, while I could handle all of this different input. You know, we looked at some really cool, 
shops. You know, there were some really neat corsets that kind of looked like they were made out of rug material that <laughs> I absolutely loved. We uh, stopped we got some in inspiration a, for that for maybe something future for you. Yes, we stopped into um, a tapestry shop. They had these really cool tapestries of classic art and pillows, and mm-hmm. uh, we finally got pillows for my couch. Thank pill- you very much. You're welcome. Here's a picture <laughs> of what they look like. They're really, really nice. Yeah. So, like, can you describe? A little bit of what you got. One of them has this like unicorn. Yeah. So it's it's a really famous Renaissance tapestry that you'll see. There's a couple of different variations of it, not just color, but like of the unicorn. So that's like unicorn in captivity. Uh-huh. Um so you'll you'll see it a lot on some like old medieval type tapestries and on Does it the mean anything? Or is it just kind of like that I don't know. I'm just familiar with like the original sure. artwork. Um and then the other one is a Grecian lady, which, you know, Greek mythology is my thing. So right. I was <laughs> I love that. But like that it fits it fits the vibe of my house. You know, yeah. the tapestries oh, I have sure. on the wall that are literally the whole size of an entire wall and like my Turkish dark green rugs and the artwork that I do is just very aesthetic yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um you know and i also i really enjoyed like when people realized it was you and like i heard it was it was kind of funny like they're passing by people who realized it was you but they were too shy to say anything so like just listen to their mind be blown but like not (laughs) say anything was so funny um and like the people who were you know kind of brave enough to say hi i thought it was really funny the people that would be like do you do TikTok? Like, oh, I thought it was you, Quincy. It's just like, you are such a unique person. So for someone to even be like, oh, are you Quincy? It was just like, <laughs> who else is this man going to be? Um, but then there was others, you know, who just flat out like, oh my gosh, it's Quincy and saying mm-hmm. hi. And um, my parents were even saying, this is just really cool that every time you were recognized, the first thing that people had to say is just like, your content means so much, you know, your, your positivity and the way kind of like that you give cozy advice and it's very like pro mental health and all that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And that was what everyone said. That was literally every 29 of those people, (laughs) every single one of them said that. And like, I think that just, that says a lot, but that's, yeah, it, I'm just very grateful for that. I, 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 thank you. Yeah, it was fun to see. It it's um it's very humbling. I think it's I don't know. I I'm just glad people like the videos. I'm glad that it works. Um, I, I'm I'm appreciative that what the videos I put out they often are kind of like geared towards what I need. Right. And I'm glad that they, you know, that they resonate with people in similar situations because mm-hmm. we're not all too different. We're not all too, you know, unique or lost or um, in, in this world when we all kind of go through the very similar struggles at different points. You know, pain is relative and, you know, struggles are very, vary from person to person, situation to situation. But um, the, uh, the simple messages of, um, you know, at, at least for me, like the messages of like, you know, you've gone through something like this before you've, it's like, mm-hmm. you've conquered a hundred percent of your battles up to this point. Mm-hmm. Why stop now? Right. Um, the idea that you have more power than you realize in your story. Like you, you're not just a sideline character. You're not right. just someone to be easily forgotten. You have more influence on your environment and in your circles than you realize. Right. And I think enabling people with that realization i think is inspiring but it's also encouraging mm-hmm. and it's and it's the affirmation that we don't often get right um 
So I'm I'm glad it's like that because we did have a conversation on what toxic positivity was, right. and it it's I'm glad that it's that what I'm putting out there, at least from what you know, I'm hoping it is now and will continue to be, is just is genuine encouragement and in ways that people can just change a perspective of their current situation. Yeah, I because mean, sometimes all that is what you need. You just need a perspective change, right? And you acknowledge the pain right. and you know that that kind of season of your life. And I think that that is the difference between your messages and the stuff that we talked about on the toxic positivity episode. You know, a lot of that is not validating or acknowledging those feelings. It's and more ignoring, you very much do. Right. right. So I'm just glad. I'm glad it was there. I'm I'm glad that you were there too, because I kind of I feel I do feel a little bad that I kind of made you go. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I will never go back. Sure. If there's a Renaissance fair but somewhere else that I is wanted, like ADA sure. accessible, sure. hundred percent. But I wanted my first time to go to the Arizona Renaissance Fair with you. Right. And I wanted to experience it with you. And um you looked amazing as Minthy oh, in your you. blue corset and you know it matched your wheelchair. Right. <laughs> Everyone was like, was did so she coordinate like the photo on Facebook? <laughs> they're like, did she coordinate the wheels to her corset? I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if that was intentional, but it just worked out because yeah. that's your color right now. Yeah. It's the color that you really enjoy. Uh, by the way, I just bought on Amazon last night purple that I'm going to switch out <gasps> for the trip. Nice. Yeah. So I'm going to like I, my plan is to get a bunch Our of trip different to Sunday. Yeah. Oh, nice. So nice, I'm going nice. to I'm going to get a bunch of different um, colored push rooms and just switch them out with like the seasons that. or holidays and stuff like that. Because, I mean, I would be in a wheelchair all the time. I might as well make it fun. Right. So, Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah, I already had the blue on there from, mm-hmm. uh, I think, in, I put it on in January. Yeah, you had it on for a couple months now. Yeah. Time for change. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so the I have the grip and then the um, spokes are even colored. And yeah. those are just um, bike spokes. Yeah, bike, yeah, bike spokes. Yep. I cut them to size. So I'll do something with the, Very after I get the purple ones, but, I'll figure out something else. But No, yeah, no, it looks really good. I'm excited to see the purple. But I was glad that you were there and to just experience the, the, the park because in a way I wanted to kind of see through your eyes what it's like mm. to do that, Interesting. to go through that. Um, not to be like, Oh, I'm going to take, you know, Mackenzie in her wheelchair and just, you know, see her suffer in the, right. the things like that. But I'm like, how accessible and how open are public events like this to people with disabilities, it's with mobile disabilities. And like, I was noticing a lot of stalls that did have ramps, but I also noticed the platforms in certain ones as mm-hmm. well. And um, just different things like that. And something that, mostly because working with you and um, knowing your condition and the things that, and the, your limitations, also I'm much more conscious of conscious of like steps and ramps mm-hmm. and things like that. Every time we have, you know, all of our Airbnbs we have for upcoming things, I'm like, how many stairs are there? Is it, you know, wide enough for McKenzie to get through? Is like, what are the hallways like? What are just all... All these little details that I never would have thought of prior. Isn't that interesting? I was never aware of those things either. Right. And like that's such a strange thing that my family had to learn. I mean, yep. it's it's mostly my parents, um, you know, because when I first got sick, I still lived with them um, for about two years. So, you know, you know, I'm out with my mom most of the time and, um, and see my dad on occasion. He's been a little sick. Hi, dad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my, it, my parents are my people. So yeah. it, the things that they, you know, had to learn and uh, back when I didn't have grim and I was being pushed, you know, the, them being cautious, 
conscience of, um, you know, how they're pushing me and uh, leaving me not facing a wall, <laughs> leaving me not in some stranger's butt. Right. And like, right. Um, if, something that's really strange about wheelchairs is if someone is pushing you, like you can feel their emotions just in the way that they're pushing you. Hmm. Um, so like if my dad was frustrated you know, with someone like being in kind of our space or whatever, like I just somehow through the grips, I mean, cause like obviously my back is leaning up against the padding kind of where the, the grips attached to, like you can almost just feel it. And yeah. with my mom, she's just so happy go lucky. So like mm -hmm. I hardly feel her. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's really interesting. Um, and like my dad too, he, it, my wheelchair sometimes pushing, it helps him. It kind yeah. of like, <laughs> I'm sorry, dad, but like acts as a walker <laughs> yeah. in a way, like not that yeah. he really needs it. Um, you know, but he has like a, a bum hip and a, right. a fake knee and stuff, but and, yeah, it's, it's, I'm it's excited really interesting. to, uh, this Friday we're going to, or by the time this episode goes out, we're going to go have hibachi. Yes, for Friday. his birthday. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, that is going to be fun. It's, uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to eat anything there, but I mean, it's right. it's a show, so sure. I, I can enjoy at least that part of it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, celebrating his birthday because his birthday is on the 12th, but we are actually flying out on that day. Yeah, we'll be busy and traveling and doing work. Yeah, and Saturday I have to pack and shower and like mm -hmm. do all that kind of stuff. It would, it would be really hard for me not just like time wise, but also again, it's, it's kind of the way that my brain works and how I'm very particular about schedules. Have, it, yeah. it would stress me out so bad. Sure. Like just, I, oh, <laughs> autism. like I just, I, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to. So right. yeah. Friday. Um, when's the last time you've been to a place like that? A hibachi yeah. restaurant? Oh gosh. Um, where they actually cook in front of you. I think the last time was probably in college. Oh, and it's been a while. I, yeah, so it's been about 10 plus years for that. Dinner and a show. I know, it's really fun though. But um, no, just, going, just hopping back to the Renaissance Fair uh, of just, just a perspective change mm -hmm. of like what it's like to, from your shoes or like at least through your eyes, what that's like, what an right. environment of that is like. And it gets me thinking for any future event that I personally want to do, like I know for Convergence, we have something coming up uh, with Convergence in Evermore Park. It is, um, that park is, for the most part, I remember being pretty ADA compliant. I didn't check the bathrooms. I, I didn't see mm. those. But there, there were paved pathways. Oh, that's interesting. And there were, um, there were like very minimal steps mm -hmm. and things. It's very hilly. So it's kind of like Oof, that a little uphill's bit. Uphill's gonna hurt. So it has that. So I mean, it's what we got grim for. But um, it's my thighs and my calves are gonna <laughs> burn. When I went to Disneyland in January, for by stop, the end, yeah. I couldn't. E I couldn't use my feet to break. It literally was just ripping pain from the day before helping grim up hills yep. and stuff. Yeah. <sighs> But I'm excited for pavements. That's all mm -hmm. I care about. So it's kind of got that paved sidewalkly kind of, you know, textured type mm -hmm. way. So it's not like super smooth. Um, but there are like, there are definitely areas where it just, I, I feel like I'm more conscious about it now. Right. So mm -hmm. it's a lot more like, okay, I think this is a place where I can bring Mackenzie to and I think you'll have a good time. Um, but like anytime 
moving forward, an event that I want to do, like if we do convergence in the future or we do any other types of get togethers or, or things like that, I always want it to be where, is there an elevator? If there's, mm-hmm. step, if there's double stories, is that, you know, are there ramps? Is it easy to get to those ramps? Um, what are the bathrooms like? What is just like spacing and, and entryways and walkways? Bathrooms are interesting. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, there's been like normal, you know, kind of like, you know, there's a wheelchair essentially yeah. stall. I've been in some of those that are great. I mean, there's plenty of room for my chair yep. and Grim, obviously he goes in there with me. There are some that I've been in. I want to say the ones that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that are the worst are at the airport. Oh, I believe it. They say it's like a wheelchair one, but oh my gosh, like literally I, when I came back or maybe I landed in California and I had to go to the bathroom and obviously like Grim goes in there with me and mm-hmm. my chair has to go in there with me. We were in like a single file line, like kind of into it. So I had to get Grim to go into the bathroom first and he essentially had to go stand on like the side of the toilet. Right. But his side is also touching the side of the stall. That's yeah. how short it was, you know? And then I had to get my chair in there, but now my knees are touching the front of the toilet. Yeah. I have to try you and lean back around. to lock the door. Yep. I it awful, absolutely awful. Like Grim is literally squished up against the wall, or he's oh. partially in my lap while I'm trying to go to the bathroom. Right, right. Um, so like some places, that's they say it's a wheelchair stall, but I beg to differ. Yeah, others are absolutely wonderful, and it's almost like going into a big old walk-in closet. <laughs> right, right. And it just goes to show like how certain people or how certain companies just look at it as a necessity or right. as just a offhand, just do it to check mark off a box. Here's another interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, going to hotels, like sometimes there's an option to pick a ADA accessible yep. room. And you know, that honestly, most of the time just means there might be a little bit more room, um, like in the, in the corner of the room, like where the chair <laughs> could go oh, and like all that okay. stuff, like kind of where, um, like if you're going to get a view, like a balcony, right, like right. that area of the room is a lot bigger. Um, and then in the bathroom, there is like a handrail by the toilet for mainly people, you know, who um, older people or paralyzed, you know, they would use that more than I would. Um, and like this interesting fold down shower chair. Yeah. Um, it looks kind of rickety and you feel like you could slip off of it. I've never, I've never done that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't like public bathrooms, even if it is like in a hotel room, right. I don't think I would ever shower. Like if I really, really had to, I would, or if like it's a long trip. Sure. Um, I've taken a couple of baths in hotels, especially after Disney. Cause I'm in just so much pain. Yep. Um, but the interesting thing about those ADA rooms is they're still carpeted. Mm hmm carpet and wheelchairs do not do mix. not mix yeah. like the carpet that's in homes is worse because it's like you know the, the yeah it has like those really really long plush threads mm-hmm. um and like going to the airport is great because it's literally the carpet is so packed yep. um i mean it's yep. still it's tough especially you know if you kind of have to go up a little bit of a hill um but it's so much easier hotels mm. though it's still like that really short packed carpet but it's a lot plusher yeah. than like what you would see at the airport. Cause right. you know, it's, it's meant for comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are really hard to get through, mm. which sucks for yeah. ADA rooms. I wish they would then make those with, you know, not wood. I mean, even laminate or mm-hmm. something like that would be so much easier. Yeah. But yeah. It's interesting sometimes what certain companies, um, versions of ADA accessible. Right. Means. Right. Cause I had this like, uh, goal or dream in my mind of like uh 
if Quincy's Tavern became a real thing, what that would look like and what it would be like. Cause I want it to be, I'd like it to be ultimately a Renaissance fair. Right. Um, with Quincy's Tavern kind of in that center and there's like shops around it, you know, like you have your blacksmith, you have your corsetry, you have all that kind of good stuff around it. But then the details that I'm looking at or thinking about, like go to how ADA compliant can it be? Right. So does like how, paved how in between paved and that fantasy dusty feel can you be mm-hmm. you probably can't you just go straight to paved but then it's like do you want like a black top because if you have black top then it gets really hot right or if you have a white top it's just super glaring mm-hmm. um so what does that look like or yeah. does it or is this an entirely indoor thing I think it would be cool to do something indoor, but make it such a crazy different experience, like almost a really cool night market, bizarre type thing. You know, like those draping, cool, full colored, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of tent tops and really awesome lanterns. And, you know, maybe it is dark in there. It's like there's cool little fairy lights Mm -hmm. and just something that you've never seen before, you know, but then it's also, again, inside, you don't have to worry about what time a year it is. Um, it's air conditioned. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got that like really packed carpet feel. Mm-hmm. So it's got that soft, uh, and it's an event space. That would be so cool. That would, that's kind of like where I'm thinking is the perfect way to do it is that it is your, it is this fantasy indoor, large single story mm-hmm. night market. Yeah. And you have Quincy's Tavern is in, is kind of like that main, the main restaurant you have in like hotels or whatever right. off to the side. And it is, you know, it's not like this grand outdoor thing, you know, building, right. but it's, you know, inside is what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's something that I've been kind of like playing around and kind of brainstorming of like what that would look like, because I want to have, um, in the future, you know, make a wish kind of thing. If you know how to, you know, rub a genie in a bottle kind of thing, rub a bottle. Of genie. <laughs> I said what I said. You said this before. I, 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 said, and it I still gets me. I said what I said. Um, but like make a wish, and uh, if you know we get to a point where we're at this place to like do something like that, I think it'd be kind of really fun to provide a space and an area for events that are magical for people who have who need it to be ADA because I feel like. You know, and we talked about this, that, you know, if real life is hard, mm. we tend to go to fantasy. Right. We tend to find some type of escapism, whether it's books, video games, movies, shows, um, something. Right. And I feel like when life is hard, we find something like that. And I feel like at least I relate and empathize with, you know, people who are disabled like that, like, and can't get around like that. Right. Like fantasy worlds and magical places are where you'd probably want to be. It would be really cool for that to be a permanent setting. Yeah. Um, and kind of almost make it like a, um, you know, like the bazaar setting or whatever, but yeah. the people who have the shops there, it would almost be like a uh, craft fair in yeah. a way. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents used to own one long, long time ago when we lived in Oregon. Um, yeah, like a crafter's mall and like that antique store that I brought you to all of those individual booths of all of those people. And uh, think of like the farmer's markets that you go yep. to that also are yeah. like, it's not the food. It's more of the like handmade stuff. Yeah, Something like that for people to consistently sell their stuff because yeah. like there's so many people who have such cool 
businesses that you would see almost like on Etsy, Mm -hmm. you know, of these awesome, interesting fantasy journals or, um, like perfume or leather making or soap making, but to have all of those under one roof and like, it's consistently there. And if they had to, you know, they decide they don't want a permanent location, um, or like a, a a booth anymore or a tent, you know, then you would bring in the next person because they would, Mm -hmm. it would you would have a huge wait list, just like that antique place. If someone decides to move out of one of those little cubicles, all of their treasures, Mm -hmm. there's someone on the wait list ready to put their stuff in. And they put their stuff in there and it fills up. Mm -hmm. And I love that because then you're, you're helping local small businesses and you're, it's, it's providing that, that, that space that they can do what they do best. Absolutely. Cause like, you know, I've always had such an interest in so many different things, but I don't want to pursue it. Like so, making sounds really cool to me. Candle dipping sounds really cool to me. Um, leather working sounds so fun to me. And I want to learn. <laughs> I want to learn, and I and I have such an appreciation for it. But so much time in one day, Weird. and so many things that I'd rather do or should do, that those side hobbies, you know, have it's not to, feasible. Have to stay, you know, on the side. Right. Uh, but to live vicariously through someone else who chooses to perfect and and chase that craft. I, I love, love that. watching those on TikTok mm-hmm. because I get to live vicariously like right? through them, like the people making yeah. the soaps and watching them mix the lie and mm-hmm. talk about the flavors and put like the cool <laughs> little add-ons as it's setting and yeah. or people who make dice or people who like I've watched can, a couple of those. can sew gorgeous dresses mm-hmm. and for some reason, you know, they, they edit hundreds of hours of, of work into like a, a minute video. <laughs> Kills me. Yeah. Um, but it's so fascinating mm-hmm. to me and, and I love that. But I think at least I think for us, what we have going on in the position that where we might be going is it's exciting to to see that we could provide a space for them to shine. Right. And I think that's that's what I get probably more of a kick out. And like I one of my favorite quotes is um, the most successful people are those that make other people a success. Mm. And I love. I'd love to do that for for smaller artists and and people with with businesses like that. Like I love forging and smithering and stuff like that. I got an email from um, this uh, blacksmith in the UK who wants to send um, something for the tavern, uh, um, and I'll have to get back with them. And it's just really really appreciative. That's so it's cool. It's really neat. Um, but oh, that's yeah, really I exciting. Love stuff like that. I love stuff like that. And they're like really excited about the we cookbook. We need these scythe. <laughs> Tack that up on the front. <laughs> need, yeah, I need to get my scythe for Minty. Oh gosh. Well, you know, if TikTok does go down, well, we can put stuff like that up. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, but uh, yeah, no, like that's just going to the Renaissance Fair and seeing how like a lot of people were having so much fun. But then you know, you were not the only um disabled person there right. like we saw people with canes we mm-hmm. saw people other people with uh service dogs we saw other people with um uh like boots yep. um and everything Walking boots, yeah. and it was uh it was really interesting to see it was really fascinating to see like that whole um uh when we when we got there that whole parking section for um gosh the word just completely uh, like the uh disability parking disability parking yeah handicap parking full um, on just rocks full and it was just Big it wasn't rocks. it wasn't like <laughs> conducive for like ease of access no, at all. It's not it's honestly it wasn't handicap parking. It was just parking. Yep. <laughs> just somewhere just else. Parking. Right. Um which, you know, glad that they had that regardless, but right. it wasn't like conducive for no. great. My dad had access. to drag me out backwards. Yeah. 
Yep. That is not handicapped. Yeah. It was not a not the greatest place to to have that. No. But um but it was full. Mm-hmm. Like the, the 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 parking lot area which was not a small area. It probably had like 40 cars there. Yeah. And it was packed. Mm-hmm. And full. that wasn't even the full parking lot. Right. That was just exactly. that little section. Mm-hmm. So, um just super interesting to me. I mean, it 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 got me thinking for like if we had the ability to do something like that. Right. What that would look like. And um but if it was like a Renaissance fair site or something like that, I'd love there to be a place you could stay there overnight. Mm-hmm. Like I love the idea of like having little cabins and um stuff like that, like glamping like, type things. Um you know, uh I sent you a picture when I was there in January, the um the hotel that I stayed at that was mm-hmm. in the California Adventure Park. I think yeah. it was like it was it the California Grand, is that what it's called? I think it's called, yeah like larger than life crazy tavern and like the the pieces of wood that made up mm-hmm. the ceiling were literally bigger than cars. Yeah. It's huge. That would be awesome. So we just need to we just need to build a resort. Well, yeah, but make it feel like a tavern, like yeah. a fantasy tavern. That would be so cool. Have you ever been to like a Great Wolf Lodge? Um no, there is one here. I don't know if it's in Phoenix or a little bit farther, so I know of them, but I've never been to one. Great Wolf Lodge is very much kind of like we we would go a couple times um growing up and when my nieces and nephews were kind of like around that age where it was for it's it's kind of like a family resort water park. Mm-hmm. So you go there, you stay for like a couple days and there's a big old Jess water been park. There with the kids. And um there's this really th- cool thing that they have going throughout the entire um uh, resort is this game called Magic Quest. Mm. And you get these magic wands that are kind of like when you point it at something, it'll glow up or do something like that. But it keeps track of it for you. And you can go on different quests. And so something will be like, go find the, the star of a thousand shining suns and it's in the, the forest of tranquility or something like that. And then the forest of tranquility would be like, you know, floor three aisle interesting. D or whatever mm-hmm. and you'd have to go there point your wand to it and just light up and be like okay now go to this one and it would basically just you know if you're a child with it's like energy, universal you just go but you're inside yeah and it's completely inside because like I remember there was so a quest cool. where you had to go find seven stars that were hidden throughout the entire resort and you had like 10 minutes to do it what? and so you're like running booking it that through the halls a heart attack <laughs> <laughs> booking it through the halls pointing to a star and they're on the roof oh. um and so you point it up there they glow and you run to the next one. Oh my and gosh. um that was just super fun for me and what was neat was that like every night uh when you get to your rooms they have like a special channel for the the great wolf lodge resort and it would show who had the highest points that day that like it so had like a little cool. leaderboard of like whatever your name was and i think my name was like zephyr or something like that like it was my code That's name or whatever neat. and it'd be like oh there's your name you know a list with every other resort member who's playing the game and it was just super fun super dorky but i love stuff like that and i liked it even better because it was indoors right um so something like that would be kind of fun that would be kind of that would be wild yeah Maybe like a quincy's tavern a lucky griffin lodge <laughs> mm-hmm. oh and you could even do um kind of make it like a speakeasy but like there's yeah. a little library section you pull mm-hmm. the book and in there is like a little bar type situation for that. 21 and over there that. i want to say there's a bookcase place like that in phoenix maybe mm-hmm. that's we like, went to a bar that was kind of wasn't a speakeasy though no uh, there's a couple a of speakeasies here um yeah. I'd love to go. I think it'd be fun. There's one called uh, Ziggy's. So like it's a pizza shop. We still need to go to Ziggy's. Yeah. Yep. Go through yep. the kitchen and it's a David Bowie themed like <laughs> bar and arcade back, which ah, 
is it easy Love to it. get into? Like, was it, is that ADA? Kind it of looked ADA, yeah. Good. But there's so many, there's so many cool speakeasies throughout Phoenix specifically that would yeah. be so cool to just go find. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to go to one that's like really calm though. There, yes. oh, you know what? I think there is one. I have no idea what it's called or where it's at, but there is one here. Um, you go in and like you have to put your phone in like these like <gasps> I a did lock see box I think I saw kind of TikTok. <laughs> yeah, because they don't want you taking pictures. Yep. It's supposed to be super mellow. There's not going to be any that. pumping music where you can't hear each other. It's like, just chill. Yeah, and you can get some drinks and that's and my kind of vibe. Let's we'll look that up. That yeah. would be really fun to go to go see because I wouldn't mind visiting that after all the craziness we got going on. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just providing places where people can just enjoy. At, irregardless of their mobility, right? Um, I think would just be super wonderful. But that's that's just we're. I'm interested to see what you think of watching. Like you said, you you know you kind of pay attention to these things. You've never traveled with me before. No, I haven't. So we're going to be together in an airport. We're going yeah. to be together. Um, you know, out. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say um, like a hotel on an adventure. Like that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm really excited to see what you notice. Yeah. And cause like I'm used to traveling by myself mm-hmm. and I, you know, get on planes pretty easily and I'm, I kind of just take my time with it. Right. Normally for me, when I go to a, an airport, I like to get there, you know, several hours earlier. You're going to watch and, me get groped by TSA. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get mad I, my I, dad I'm, does I, too I'm already mad about it yeah. and it, 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 it's invasive and it's unnecessary and I just think it's just ridiculous yeah. but I'm I, I said it before you are an actual legend and <laughs> you are I feel like um, if it wasn't for that chair you would take over the world <sighs> yeah 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 I would be I don't think I'd be much of a different person, like, you know, personality or anything. I very much the same person I was um, before I was in a wheelchair, but I would be doing some crazy things. I I mean, a couple years before, maybe it was even a year before I got sick, I was going to go cliff jumping. I mean, I I was an adrenaline junkie. I love stuff like that. And, you know, walking the pink carpet at Nick's and Mm -hmm. man. Selfishly, I'm we wouldn't be doing this. No, I know. And I say that but. too. It's like, I would never have been an author mm-hmm. had I not gotten sick and disabled. Yeah. We wouldn't be working together. Um, I wouldn't be working with book boxes. I wouldn't be working with hot topic, yeah. like none of these things. It's, it's a really sad, but interesting question. It's like, where would I, where would I be? Right. You know, what would I be doing? Because mm-hmm. I would still very much be within the creative field. Sure. We still knew each other. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but there, I probably don't think I would have become an author. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a dream. I just didn't know what to write about. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, because of my illness and my disability is a lot of where I'm at right now. Like a putting a really crazy, weird hypothetical. If I was still here right now, you know, doing the same things that we're doing, mm-hmm. but walking, however, you know, magically that happened, it would be really interesting to see what else would we be doing right now? Like what crazy things could I be getting up to, you know, things yeah. to achieve and places to go. And I feel like we could be doing a lot more. <sighs> We'd be also, in a different country, man. We'd be in Europe and I, heartbeat. <laughs> I feel like though, because we're both such workaholics, 
that maybe it's a way to be like, slow down. Let's take a breather. I don't know, man. I was, I, my, one of my things is like, I want to go to, um, like Denmark. I want to go to Amsterdam oh, to Denmark go to the Van, so uh, Van Gogh museum. I want yeah. to go to Scotland. Um, I want to visit New Zealand. I would love mm-hmm. to visit Norway. Cause I feel like I, I hear Norway has the best, uh, Northern lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's, there's all those things that I want to go see. And, you know, I, before I was sick, I wanted to do that and go to the pastry shops in Denmark. Yeah. Cause my mom had grown up going there a couple of times. My, my mom or her mm-hmm. mother is, is uh, Danish. Yeah. She came over when she, to the U S when she was 18, but my mom always talked about the pastries, yeah. you know, and I wanted, I wanted to be a pastry chef. I wanted to go to culinary school. And so I was so interested in that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I would survive a plane ride you know, that long in, in a wheelchair. And especially with Grim, what the heck am I going to do? He's a massive dog and right. he's going to have to go to the bathroom. Yep. I know, I know that people have traveled with their service dogs to right. different countries. Uh, I have absolutely no clue how you do it. Right. Um, I think, yeah, I think I would probably be traveling a lot more. Yep. Um, I wanted to move to Oregon. I was pretty set after, you know, I turned 18 and after I, um, worked a little more and saved up a little bit more money. Yeah. I was going to move to Oregon. What were you going to do? Myself. Um, I don't know. I mean, probably something creative, you know, mm-hmm. whether I was working from home or whatever, um, I would have had my microblading license yeah. still. I didn't like that job. So it was kind of like, honestly, a, a blessing sure. that I got <laughs> sick in that awful <laughs> way, even though I had to spend like a couple thousand dollars or whatever to get into that school. Um, you just knew that it was a career path you could fall back onto, but it wasn't one you wanted no, to do. No, 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 no. And it was like, uh, so Dakota had my other sister. She's been waxing, you know, for 10 plus years, right? Mm-hmm. And so like naturally the next step for her was to go into microblading because she works on eyebrows and other lady bits all day long, but mainly eyebrows. So like that was natural. Like people who would go to her be like, oh, do you also do microblading? Like that's, people would pay $2,000 to get their eyebrows microbladed, Right. So to go to school and get licensed in that, that would be such easy money. Wow! And so we went to school together and we were supposed to open up a business together called Twin Brows because everyone always thought that me and Dakota were twins, even though we're 10 years apart. Mm. Uh, Graduated, Dakota decided she didn't want to open up a business with me and she opened Mm -hmm. up Twin Brows by herself. So I had to then, you know, go off on my own, try to get clientele. And I had my own salon suite and all that, all that stuff. But I was I wasn't happy and like, I wouldn't have right. chosen that direction. It was more of like a promise. Like I'm in a way it was creative, you know, and I was, I've been a makeup artist for years and eyebrows have always been a big thing for me. And, um, it, it was money, you yeah. know, it was, it's, it was kind of like a promise of a very lucrative future where I wouldn't really have to worry about too much. Right. Um, but I didn't like it. And yeah. especially after not, opening up a business together. Like I was under the impression, you know, that's kind of the reason why I did it It was like, Oh yeah, we could do this together. Mm -hmm. Like that was honestly the only reason why I said yes. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like, but I was very set on moving to Oregon. Like Mm -hmm. I, that's my home. That's all of my family's home. We had to move to Arizona, um, after nine 11, you know, just for work purposes, my dad couldn't get a job anywhere. And his brother had lived out here and there was tons of construction work. There's still tons of construction work. So we could move to Arizona or Oregon, which is all pick up and just hypothetically. Yeah. I mean like my, all of my mom's family lives there. All of my cousins, my grandparents, literally everyone lives there. And I think like I've always, yearned for that we traveled a lot to Oregon when I was younger and I had more of a close relationship with my cousins then and 
know, as we've gotten older, we're very much strangers to each other. Sure. But like, I still remember sometimes going there for like Christmases and mm-hmm. to be a part of that big family is something I've always wanted because yeah. it's always just been my parents and my sisters, like mm-hmm. a very, very small family. Um, it's like, I wanted to be a part of that. And like, I wanted to be with trees. I hate the desert. I wanted mm-hmm. to be in palm trees. I love the rain. I am happier in the rain on a cloudy day than I am in I the remember, sun. Every time it rains, you're texting me like, it's raining. And I'm like, I know. Those are my is. favorite days. Like <laughs> I, either I want to cozy up on the couch, you know, and just watch the rain or, yeah. you know, I want to go out and do errands in the rain, which is so weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I am so much happier in the rain with cloudy skies. Yep. I my curtains are closed all day it's long because like I don't like the sun. The world is your aesthetic, then exactly. Yeah, like it's full on twilight forks. Yep your 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 vampire nest is exactly. free. You can like walk out without getting sunburned. Exactly. It no is. one can see me glitter. <laughs> yeah. No, I hate the sun. Like my curtains are closed all day long. I yeah. don't like the sunshine. It makes me depressed. <laughs> I'm the opposite of seasonal depression. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I I would have been off doing, I would be off doing some some stuff that I'm not capable of anymore. Yeah. But we got a lot of good stuff that's really cool that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Exactly. uh, Lots of blessings. And it's just, it's such an interesting perspective, just the way the world happens and just the way life goes. Yeah. Um, You can play the what if game. For oh, years. all the time. You could play the what if game until you go blue in the face. Exactly. And it's, 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 what is it? It's like a memory or it's like the past. It's, it's a nice place to visit, but it's not a place to stay. Right. You can't live there. You can't it, because it's not reality. Then. Right. Um, And all those what ifs are really, really nice. Like even this what if of like a Quincy's Tavern night market type of thing. Right. That, that's a what if. Um. But that's a future thing that could possibly happen. I'm a can-do person. Like yeah. you're a thinker and I'm the kind of person I'm like, all right, let's make it a reality. Let's do it. Let's do the research. Let's yep. figure it out. That's the only reason why we have the podcast right, right now. I'm literally, yeah, you're ga- you're the gasoline. Oh, you give me an idea. I'm going to light that fuse. <laughs> and it's, it's, it worked out so well and it has been continuing to work out so well. Like we, um, I gave Mackenzie kind of an overview of what I've been working on, on like, for book two and three for uh, the Lucky Griffin trilogy. And um, uh, your brain, I feel like I could see like the gears shifting of like what you could do <laughs> and what we could add and things that we could put with it. Cause we have like different worlds of little areas on a map for this continent that we're creating um, for the world of the Lucky Griffin and the factions that we're going to put in there and the characters that we have kind of brewing in the back of our minds. It's just, Again, that gasoline, like mm-hmm. you, I could, it, it, it's it's super fun to see and it's super entertaining. And it's one of those things, like I told you, it's like, it's for as, um, as long as we're able to and the things yeah. that we got going. Yeah. We, we made like a rough five year plan yeah. out of that day. Yep. And for as long as we can, for as much as we can, as long as your health lets it and your heart's still pumping um <laughs> at a proper pace right <laughs> yeah i'm sitting here with a monitor taped to my chest i know how many times have you pressed it uh i today? pressed it once today i haven't pressed so the last time we recorded i i told you like i had a weird my heart jacked up to 150 and then oh, yeah. in seconds dropped to 47 so, so i was like having chest pains i literally had to click it like seven times within 30 minutes as yep. just like a little marker you know because i i have to i put it on february 28th and um so i'm gonna take off this one on the 12th the day we leave before we leave 
that gets shipped off. I just got my second one. I have to put it on as soon as I take this one off. Yeah. And turn it on. Uh, I have to bring like the little palm pilot looking thing and push airplane (laughs) mode. I love that it has an airplane mode. Yeah. And then as soon as we touch down, I have to switch it. Um, But yeah, so like anytime I actually physically feel a symptom or like something feels weird, I'm supposed to push it. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a chest pain today at grocery shopping. Um, I don't know if it was just like a run of the mill heart thing or like it, my heart was affected because I was a little overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, so that might've been that. Um, but yeah, my heart's been running a little, uh, a lot higher than it used to within mm. last six months. It's really interesting. So I have an, I have an Apple watch. I need to get the new series one because the new one actually takes like your blood pressure. I've never had an Apple watch. What do you, how do you like them? Um, I like it. I mean, I have like smart home stuff. So, like I can control true, it from that, true. but it's honestly a lot of it is, is to monitor my heart. Mm. Um, so like you can do like a little EKG kind of thing. Um, and it monitors your heart, but I need to get the next series because it also does blood pressure, which gotcha. is super important because mine has been running like dangerously, weirdly low. I don't yeah. know. Like that's why I function not as well. Like my blood pressure is 80 over 40. And like most people that's you're in a hospital. Right. Um, you're weird. I know. I honestly don't know how I'm alive right now. (laughs) Uh, but so uh, you can go with your Apple watch, you can go back and there's like a little health app, um, on your phone. And so I have it set up. I can get high heart rate notifications. If my heart has been at uh, above 100 beats per minute for over 10 minutes without it going down. Mm-hmm. And I've been getting a lot of those in the last six months. It's like you can go and get an overview. I looked at an overview of a year and it was 168 oh my goodness. in a year, uh, those notifications. Wow. Then I switched that year to just six months, mm-hmm. 158. So almost as much in six months as it was the year prior. So in six months, I had 158 yeah. notifications. You look at the whole year, I just had 10 extra. So just in six months, out of that 168, it was 158. It almost doubled. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that that shows you right there that something's been up. And I've, and I've yeah. noticed it for the last six months. I could be laying on the couch literally all day writing. I've only mm-hmm. get up to go get food and go to the bathroom. And it's just heart rate alert after alert after yeah. alert. And that is not normal. Right. Um, yeah. So I'll have this heart monitor I guess the second one technically until March 28th. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to do a body paint for Alcrate tomorrow. And obviously I can't paint with that. So I'm going to have to wear like a turtleneck or something like that and just paint my face and yeah. do a crown or something. I like turtlenecks. I do too. Sometimes uh, if I'm having a bad sensory day, I can't handle it around my That's neck. That's fair. Um, that, yeah. But then other days I'm just like, I want every inch of my body covered in mm-hmm. fabric. <laughs> um, well, hopefully tomorrow is that kind of day. I don't know. Right now I'm, I'm sweating. Like I, I can feel that my heart rate is high. I'm yeah. just running really warm. Um, but yeah, I've been going to the cardiologist. Um, I have, after we get back, we get back on the 16th. Mm-hmm. I have a heart echo on the 20th. And then after that, my follow-up appointments, like they'll have had my echo results and all of the whole month long of tracking my heart. I go April 4th for that follow-up to kind of yep. talk and see what they saw. Nice. Um, I mean like I, my heart, at least, you know, looking back at the stuff of scans previously, like Mayo mm-hmm. Clinic did and all that kind of stuff. There's nothing been wrong. Like it's not too small. It's not too big. I didn't have holes in the yeah. heart or whatever. Yeah. Um, but this new doctor, he's like, all right, well it's been about a year or so. He's like, and I don't trust anyone else's scans. So he's like, I want all of it and I want to do it myself. Right. It's like, I don't right. trust anyone. So it's kind of nice. You know, he's just being very thorough. He's, you know, we kind of told him my whole history and he's just sitting there looking at me like, what? 
<laughs> he's like, I'm honestly, I'm going to be thinking about this at night. I'm a very interesting puzzle to this person. And he, I mean, he's very, very intelligent. You know, the, um, you know, would ask me questions about certain medications. I'm like, yep, took that one, made me pass out sitting out, sitting down and like da 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 da. So that was a really interesting um, appointment. But, I've also. But I'm glad that you're finally getting doctors who are interested in your case, but also actively forward thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And it, like the reason, biggest reason why I went is kind of like, you know, is my heart going to wear out? Right. <laughs> and so he's like, hypothetically, but like, that's not what I have to worry about right now. Right, it's like, right. am I going to die? Cause my heart's going to wear out like mm -hmm. long term. I'm sure 10, 20 years like this, my heart is not going to be as good as it is right now because of that strenuous activity on yeah. it. Um, but that's not what he was concerned about. So his like big thing, I think that he's worried about is my neurological symptoms I've been seeing. Mm -hmm. So, um, Oh my gosh, my mom just texted me about this yesterday. Uh, I had to go see my, um, family doctor to mm -hmm. get a referral to this cardiologist. And right. then also we were trying to get a referral to Barrow in neurological Institute, which is huge. Um, tried calling them, you know, a couple weeks ago and they're like, Oh, we haven't gotten your referral yet. Da, 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 da. I called my family doctor and they're like, Oh yeah, we sent over the referral. Waited, waited, waited. Nothing. So my mom called Barrow Institute for me and they're like, Oh yeah, no, we don't take your insurance. So no one was going to call me to tell me. I'm right. just waiting over here to get a call to schedule an appointment. Right. Uh, no one was going to tell me. So um, my cardiologist had talked about, he's like, oh yeah, you know, my, he has a kind of neuro neurologist friend who works just across the the hall. Right. It's like a big, you know, doctor's building. Sure. And uh, he's like, I'm going to talk to him about you and just, you know, kind of pick his brain. So he I got a referral to that doctor. Mm -hmm. um, haven't gotten, I don't think I've made it an appointment or like my mom might've made an appointment for me. Like if I'm having a bad brain fog day, she's just, sure. she's, she's also like my medical spokesperson, I guess. <laughs> like if I yeah. need, if I need someone to have access to things, like mm -hmm. she's my person. Mm -hmm. um, but I, starting like late December, I noticed some weakness in my hands. Yeah. Um, and then by say January, February, I had developed tremors mm -hmm. and I noticed that my brain fog had gotten a lot worse. Right. And I had like two kind of weird episodes, like as I was sitting there talking to the cardiologist, like just not my normal kind of tired brain fog, you know, like, Oh, what am I, you know, what's that word? It's just a full blank. I can't even string words together. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it just feels different, especially like if you're used to having brain fog and like you notice that it's a little different or it's a little worse. It's just like, hmm, mm -hmm. that's interesting. Sure. But the biggest thing is my tremors yep. in my hands. Mm -hmm. um, so that's uh, kind of some scary in implications. Right. And uh, I mean, because like I have a very specific type of kind of rare nerve damage. That's, you know, why it's considered mm -hmm. idiopathic. Um, and that can it's progressive, you know, and uh, degenerative. So it's kind of like we're going to the neurologist not to say like, hey, what's wrong with me? It's like, hey, here's my diagnosis. Yeah. Can you tell me what I have left to expect? Yep. You know, like what is coming next? Because yeah. Mayo didn't do crap. They right. didn't tell me any of that. They just patted me on the butt once they realized they couldn't dream me and I mm -hmm. wasn't fixable, you know, even with IVIG, like the biggest like that's a last resort kind of treatment. They do that with cancer patients. I mean, I remember Jesse got IVIG. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some really odd 
things. I mean, any everything from, you know, kind of Parkinson's type stuff can happen uh, with nerve damage. And um, the big scary one is multiple system atrophy, which that one actually has like <laughs> an expiration date on it. Right. Um, you know, but it could be many, many different things. But mm-hmm. obviously it's progressing yeah. and it's getting worse and it's affecting me on a daily basis. So that's kind of like what spurred all these different appointments on. Um, Cause like I said, you know, I was noticing heart stuff like six months, but I wasn't going to do anything about it. Cause right. I mean, it's just like, that's unfortunately my new normal. Mm-hmm. And I like, I can deal with that, but it's these neurological things. Like you can tell that something is wrong. So right. yeah, it's a, it's a lot because like I, I'm not going to be able, like I'm trying to write with a pencil. Mm-hmm. Like I have to do some sketches for um, book two for some art that's going to be in it. Like I was doing art on the iPad, like on Procreate and thank God for stabilization mm-hmm. tools. Right. But like, I don't know how I'm actually going to have hold like a legit pencil to paper. Right. It is, I can't draw a straight line mm-hmm. and um, like body painting is getting a lot harder I'm going to try and push through that as long as I can. Cause I really love working with owl cray. Like I love mm-hmm. just like the creative aspect of that, but things are going to get harder. And it's just like, what, what am I going to lose? Yep. Am I going to have to stop body painting? And am I going to get to a point where I can't even type? Like right. what do I have to look forward to in right. a negative way? <laughs> and yeah. And it, it's just being realistic and yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and and we appreciate you, listener, who who's here for the ride and here oh. for the journey, kind of the behind the scenes. It's we, a roller coaster over here. It is. It really <laughs> is. And it's just kind of um we we appreciate that you you care about you know this little peek into our personal lives yeah. and whatnot. And we wanted we wanted the podcast to be a place that we can be transparent as well uh, with what goes on in the behind the scenes because we don't really often you don't often get to see that. And right. it, it, it's it's one of those things where we're definitely at we're not at all trying to like you know in any way i don't think our goal is to evoke any type of like garner sympathy oh, yeah. yeah i, I think no. both of us are kind of like ew no get that away um, <laughs> affection but, <laughs> care no but we're both realistic people we're, exactly. we've always been realistic positive uh, pessimists uh yeah honestly truly mm-hmm. um but like it's it's if we with what you have going on and what you've been doing and the the slow degradation of that ability to continue those creative outlets. It's, I think moving forward, it's like, how are we going to reinvent? How are we going right. to re um, or, or just like evolve creatively mm-hmm. with what you can do? Right. Um, so like we talked about just uh, other things. Like I, I talked about having you more of on a, a creative directing side right. of things where like you can still brainstorm, you can mm-hmm. still research and you can still have like that creative mind going. Hopefully. Um, oh, <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty sure your, your wit's going to be like one of the last things to go. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Fingers crossed, man. Knock on wood. Pray. <laughs> but, um, but we have a lot of things uh, lined up and what we want to do. And so, yeah. Um, and I just want to like, kind of what you were saying, you know, that the listeners just, you know, listening, you know, uh-huh. through this, like it's, it's everyone who is here is here technically because of you, you know, it was like Quincy is now having a podcast. Right. And now mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like an added member to <laughs> what the lucky Griffin is turning into. Right. You know, we have big plans and it's funny because I've 
said this to you before, like we know all of the ins and outs. We know Minthy and it's mm-hmm. hard to remember that you guys don't know Minthy yet. Right. Um, but like the welcome that I have received, you know, from you guys here on the podcast, um, the, the people on Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. from that Renaissance uh, mm-hmm. post. I mean, just the fact that people acknowledge me in that. And, mm-hmm. you know, when they acknowledge me, um, when you do posts on yeah. about the book, you know, there's tons of people and totally understandable that say, oh, Quincy, I'm so excited for your book. But there are some who are starting, you know, to kind of get accustomed to my existence. They're like, oh, I'm so excited for your and Mackenzie's book. I'm excited for your guys's book. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that I have been just welcomed so easily and the fact that people even care about my life story and my opinion and our conversations means a lot, like more hey. than oh. you guys and even you, Stevie, would ever know. Like it's, well, I never imagined this for my life right. and it's. <sighs> I'm glad that you're with me for the ride. Yeah. It's, for as long as this yeah. ride goes and how crazy and up and down it goes, um, there would not be a cookbook without you. Uh, it would probably be something that's still on the back burner for me. It We did it in four days, <laughs> at least the first rough draft of it. Right. And it now we're where we are with all these plans. And we, uh, you know, anytime I get invited to something, you're the first person I want to take with me. Right. So I'm constantly not just thinking about like, how to make the trip easy for you or to make it convenient or um, as as least stressful as it can be, but also because I want you to be a part of any adventure that Quincy has. Right. Because I think that's, you know, first of all, like I appreciate your company, but also I appreciate your perspective on things. Right. Um, and it, the more adventures that I get to be on and be inspired by, I know you will be tenfold as well. Yeah. So like, that's what it's just, it's, it's just exciting. Thanks for buckling uh, me in. <laughs> thanks for signing up for something. You had no idea what was going to happen. Hey, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm excited for, you know, this to grow and for everyone to finally like understand Minthy and her story with Quincy. Yep. So it's just like, you know, cause what we've kind of turned it into, she's also the second tavern owner mm-hmm. and people don't know that. And it's so hard yep. to remember that, but I'm really excited to see how they'll think of us continuing forward as a duo because like your thing that you said is you wanted it to expand you didn't want it to just be you anymore right and right. i'm very thankful that you picked me to be your ride or die yep <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way i i still very vividly remember after reading your book to my stream and we just had a conversation afterward and you were like how's your book doing and i'm like <sighs> and you just saw on my face yeah. and it was just and you just being willing to help and you I hope you understood how much I would be like, yes, we're going to do. Yeah. That. I mean, I, I honestly, um, I was just like, like, can I help you brainstorm? Can I help you organize something? It wasn't even like, Hey, can I help you and slap my name on this? Like, that's not ever what I no, intended. You never would have thought that. And no. I know that that's why I'm kind of more, I feel kind of bad because I feel like I'm pushing you out there more, uh, to maybe into a limelight you don't want to be in. Um, it's as a socially anxious person, it's hard, but on the inside, like it's, it's validating. A little bit. It's exciting. Yeah. Honestly. And it like it's it surprises me because I'm still like, you know, people don't really know me very much. And I kind of like to tease you and say, like, I'm a nobody. I'm going (laughs) to hang out with all these people at Convergence. Like getting to be a part of something bigger than myself and it have a positive impact Mm -hmm. on others is probably 
the best opportunity I could have ever asked for. This yeah. is the kind of adventure that I would have wanted to be on, whether I was in a wheelchair or not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't expect everyone to really care about me or to even like Minthia or like the fact that now you're adding someone <laughs> to the tavern. But for those, you know, of you who do accept me and are excited, you know, about, about the growth of the Lucky Griffin, like... I'm excited and it's going to be ready. really good. I'm so ready. We're so excited for what's going to happen. Grimmy. Hello, Grimmy. He always got to make an appearance. <laughs> he does. He does. And <laughs> whether so, on camera or not, I know. And he's just kind of like watching us on the couch. And he's like, I want to be involved. So like, you kind of just cuddle. get him up and cuddle with him. I love him. I love him so much. I, I get, I get do. my weekends and holiday visitation. <laughs> you bring him begging strips. That's all he cares about. It's some begging so strips and pets. Love it. But thank you for joining us tonight. We really do appreciate it. Um, just hanging out, chatting and conversing and whatnot. Um, thank you so much for uh, just just being here. Again, if you'd like to support uh, in any way, the links will be below if you want to check those out, uh, whether it be through donations or follows or shares or just even kind words in the comments. We really, truly do appreciate everything and all that you do. But for now, be safe out there, be kind to yourself, and I said that wrong. It's okay. Bye. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye.